book three chapters four through six of the consoling thoughts of saint francis de sales by jean joseph Huguet. this librivox recording is in the public domain book three consoling thoughts on sickness and death chapter four the book of the afflicted it is the truth that nothing in this world can help us to a more profound tranquillity than often to look upon our lord in the midst of the afflictions which befell him from his birth until his death for we shall see there so much poverty contempt abjection calumny pain and torment that we shall be ashamed to call afflictions those little contradictions which we meet with or to require patience for such trifles when one drop of modesty would suffice to make us endure them all well a heart that greatly esteems and loves jesus christ crucified loves his death his pains his torments his blows his opprobriums his hunger his thirst his ignominies and when it happens to meet with some little participation in them it thrills with joy and lovingly embraces them i will not tell you not to pay any regard to your afflictions for your tongue which is usually prompt at a reply would inform me that they make themselves to be regarded by the bitterness of the anguish which they produce but i will rather tell you not to regard them unless in contrast with the cross for then you will find them either little or so agreeable that you will prefer to suffer them than to enjoy any consolation separated from them the mountain of calvary is the school of love there faithful souls discover in the wounds of the lion of the tribe of judah the honey of love and in heaven after the motive of the divine goodness considered in itself that of the death of the saviour will be the most powerful to ravish all the blessed with love the sacred passion of our lord should be the wellspring and fountain of all our love the other day as i was in prayer considering the open side of our lord and seeing his heart i fancied that our hearts were there too all around his doing it homage as the sovereign king of hearts the crucifix is the true book of the christian i appeal to you all o illustrious doctors of the church whence o devout saint bernard did you draw your sweet doctrine unless from this book and you o pious augustine who didst nourish your soul in the wounds of the saviour and you o seraphic francis of assisi who extracted from the book of the cross so many touching instructions and you angelic saint thomas who wrote nothing until you had first taken counsel with jesus crucified and you seraphic doctor saint bonaventure who seem in writing your pious little books to have had no other paper than the cross no other pen than the lance no other ink than the blood of our saviour jesus christ oh what a fire consumed you when your heart sent forth this cry of love how good it is to be with jesus crucified 
i will make three tabernacles here one in his hands another in his feet and the third in the wounds of his side where i may watch and repose read and speak pray and do everything oh if our lord loved us even to the death of the cross what remains for us to do but to die of love for him or if we cannot die for him at least live only to serve him certainly if we do not love him if we do not live for him we are ungrateful and perfidious o lord said st augustine is it possible that man can know that thou hast died for him and that he will not live for thee what my god said the bleeding st francis of assisi thou hast died of love for us and no one loves thee st paul the incomparable master the great doctor of the infant church made jesus christ on the cross the delightful object of his love the sweet subject of his discourses the end of all his aspirations in this world and the foundation of all his hopes in eternity i have judged myself he says to know nothing but my jesus crucified god forbid that i should ever glory in any other thing than in the cross of my jesus and think not that i have any other life than that of the cross for i assure you that i so feel and behold everywhere the cross of my saviour that by his grace i am altogether crucified to the world and the world is entirely crucified to me blessed is the soul which thus everywhere finds jesus christ crucified it will be useful always to carry the crucifix about with us to kiss it often with love to look upon it with respect and tenderness saying at times o jesus the beloved of my heart permit me to press thee to my breast as a bundle of myrrh i promise that my mouth which is so happy as to kiss thy holy cross shall abstain from deceits from murmurs from every word that might displease thee that my eyes which behold thy tears and blood flowing for my sins shall look no more upon the vanities of the world or anything that might expose me to offend thee that my ears which hear with so much consolation the seven words pronounced on the cross shall take no more pleasure in empty praise in useless conversation in words that wound the neighbor that my mind after having studied with so much relish the mystery of the cross shall be closed against all vain or evil thoughts and imaginations that my will submissive to the laws of the cross and to the love of jesus crucified shall have only charity towards my brethren that in fine nothing shall enter into or depart from my heart without the permission of this holy cross the sacred sign of which i trace upon myself at rising and at going to rest and in all the sorrows of life you ought then every day not only in prayer but even while walking take a view of our lord enduring the pains of our redemption and consider what a happiness it will be for you to participate in them 
examine on what occasions the like may happen to you such as contradictions to your desires even those desires which appear to you most just and legitimate and then with a great love for the cross and passion of our lord cry out with saint andrew o good cross so much loved by my saviour when will you receive me into your arms what a grace to be not only under the cross but on the cross and at least a little crucified with our lord have good courage make a virtue of necessity and lose not an opportunity of showing your love for god in the midst of tribulation as he in the midst of thorns has shown his for you remain in peace in the paternal arms of the most loving care which god has of you and will have of you since you belong to him and are no longer your own oh how great a favor it is when he reserves his consolations for the life to come the present life is such that in it we must use the bread of bitterness more than honey but that life for which we have resolved to cherish holy patience will abundantly repay us in due season beware says the apostle of losing confidence by which being fortified you shall valiantly support the combat of afflictions however great they may be when the wind blows in our valleys between the lofty mountains it bends the little flowers and tears up the great trees so i who dwell a little high up in the office of bishop am exposed to more inconveniences but at the foot of the sacred cross of our lord the rain which falls on all sides abates the wind when i am there o god how much my heart is at peace and what sweetness proceeds from that vermilion dew let us then remain always in the pierced side of our saviour how good is the lord how amiable is his heart let us remain in this holy asylum let this heart ever live in our hearts and let this blood ever bound through the veins of our souls place your head at the foot of the cross and keep it there humbly and full of confidence to receive the merits of the precious blood which will flow down upon it chapter five the sick who cannot pray all things have their time there is a time to suffer and a time to pray it is not during spring or winter we seek for fruit on trees we should have flesh of iron to act in suffering or to suffer in acting when god calls us to suffer he does not require us to act there are some sick persons who seeing themselves stretched on a bed of pain complain not so much indeed of their sorrows as of their inability to render our lord the services they were accustomed to render him in health in acting thus they greatly deceive themselves for one hour of suffering through love and submission to the will of god is worth more than many days of labor with less love but now for the truth we always wish to serve god in our own way not in his 
according to our own will not according to his and we love his will when it is conformable to ours instead of loving ours only when and inasmuch as it is conformable to his when he wishes us to be sick we wish to be well when he desires us to serve him by suffering we desire to serve him by action when he wishes us to practice patience we wish to practice humility devotion prayer or some other virtue not because it is more to his liking but more to ours we love virtue when accompanied with sweet sauce not when accompanied with vinegar and gall calvary does not agree so well with us as tabor it is not on the former mountain but on the latter we would wish to build our tabernacles in a word we prefer health to sickness and we do not love god the same in health and in sickness we love him better when he caresses us than when he strikes us and thus we change and instead of loving the love of god we love the sweetness of his love for he who loves only god loves him equally at all times in sickness and in health in prosperity and in adversity in suffering and in joy god being always the same the variation of our love towards him cannot but proceed from something out of him chapter six advice to convalescence while our bodies are in pain it is difficult to elevate our hearts to the perfect consideration of the goodness of our lord so great a perfection belongs only to those who from long habit have their minds entirely turned towards heaven but we who are yet too tender have souls that are easily turned aside by the thoughts of labors and bodily fatigues on which account it is no wonder if during your sickness you omit the exercise of mental prayer as at that time it is sufficient to employ ejaculatory prayers and pious aspirations and since the sickness makes us often sigh it costs us nothing more to sigh in god to god and for god than to sigh in useless complaints but now that god has restored your health it is necessary my dear daughter to resume your prayer at least for half an hour in the morning and a quarter of an hour in the evening before supper for since our lord has once given you a relish for this heavenly honey it would be a great reproach in you to disrelish it and especially since he made you enjoy it with so much facility and consolation as i very well remember you told me he did we must then have courage and not allow anything to deprive us of so rich a treat as is that of conversing heart to heart with god end of book three chapter six